Hey there. How are you? I hope you're having an amazing day or of course evening, depending on when you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when you have downtime at work. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain the adult languages. (laughs) Let's get into it here. What to do when you have downtime at work? It is not super common. let's be honest, to have a ton of downtime at work, and most of us are insanely busy when it comes to work. However, there are peaks and valleys, and oftentimes, if we do find ourselves with downtime, either there's too many projects that we want to dive into or work on or look at, or we're honestly just not sure where to start. So let's get right into some tips here. Number one, ask yourself if you want to do more. And this may seem a little silly, but if we have gone from, let's just say you work in a startup and you're working 60 hours a week and you to go, 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 and you're trying to get out a new build or a big update or a new release or something like that, and you are in just chaos mode for months or even weeks, at weeks and weeks, whatever it may be, when you finally get a little bit of downtime, the reality is you might just want to enjoy it. And that's okay. I think often, and this is very much in American society. And it's also, I know, very different worldwide, but we feel this pressure to go, 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 do more, keep going, always wanting to do more, accomplish more, be more, blah, 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 blah. Also, no, it's okay to just breathe and accept the downtime, take the rest. That is totally fine. And you could be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Steph, if I slow down, I'm going to lose it. I need to stay busy. Maybe ask yourself why, because sometimes that may be coming from a good, healthy place. And honestly, sometimes maybe not, but things to think about, right? So ask yourself, do you want to do more or do you feel like you should be doing more? And either way, whatever the answer is, is totally okay. Number two, ask yourself if there's any projects that you would like to be a part of or any like very specific work that you would like to be doing. So let's say we can use my previous jobs as examples, right? So as a recruiter, if I had some downtime, maybe I have really wanted to get into more recruitment marketing or dive into new DE&I type of projects. So if I have downtime, very specifically, those are some of the things I would like to be doing. So knowing that ahead of time, not to say (laughs) you're going to be guaranteed to do those things, but knowing the type of work you would want to work on is going to help that conversation that you have about what to do and where to go. You know, the now what sort of conversation, right? Number three, think about and even ask if you don't know who on your team might need a little bit of help. So in the recruitment world, let's say I had 25 recs and I closed a bunch of them, worked my ass off, grinded for like two months, closed a bunch of roles. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, there's only seven left. What do I do? One thing I always like to think about is, is there someone else who was in the position I was in or even maybe worse, let's say someone else has 30 recs. Let me help them, right? Maybe it's not taking over those positions, but maybe it's simply, hey, do you need sourcing help? And maybe that help isn't going to be every day, but maybe it's just a simple Slack message to your team of saying, hey guys, or hey team, you know, however you want to phrase it. Um, Being from up north, hey guys, it's like a typical phrase, but in the south now, it's like, hey y'all, or all y'all, depending. Anyway, it don't matter. (laughs) 
hey, I got four hours today. Who needs help sourcing, right? So there could be long-term ways for you to help your teammates, but it also could just be, hey, on this random Tuesday, I have a big chunk of time and I'm in a good place with my work. Who can I help? Number four, ask yourself or ask your manager directly, what help could your manager benefit from? Oftentimes, we, well, sometimes we know what our managers could use help with. Maybe it's reporting, building a dashboard, doing research, pulling together data, whatever it might be. Sometimes we know, like, what's kind of bogging them down. Sometimes we don't, though. So simply asking your manager, hey, is there anything you need help with? Anything that I can assist you with that can move the progress of the team forward or that can make some XYZ easier for you, right? Maybe it's just that can let you work until five day instead of till 10 o'clock at night, you know, like whatever it might be. And I don't say this to come to come across as like kind of being an ass kisser. It's truly just how can you help? How can you be of value to your team? And number five, think about what work might have like a backlog. So oftentimes, let's say in the recruitment world, 95% of our time, eh, maybe 85 to 90% of our time is going to be focused on hiring, right? Filling roles and doing all of the things that come along with that, right? And also there's usually, at least most recruiting teams I've worked on, some sort of backlog of wish list type of projects. Um, so think about that. If there isn't, one, I would recommend creating one. So when downtime happens, people kind of have that go-to resource and then sharing that with your team and leadership of saying, what would be the priority, right? How do we prioritize when those things come up? But just having that documented somewhere will be helpful. And number six, kind of piggybacking off number five, what's on your wish list, right? If we had more time, more team members, what are some of the things that you would like to try? So in previous roles, a lot of the things that are usually on my list are kind of things I mentioned a couple points ago, right? How do we do more recruitment marketing? How do we partner with marketing to get the word out about our brand and truly attract more talent? Because especially in the recruitment world, the more you're sourcing and doing outreach, great. People are going to hear about you. They're going to learn about your company. However, as everyone knows who's in recruiting or has hired before, the more that you can kind of bring folks to you, so attracting that talent or kind of looking at filling the top of the funnel, if you think about filling a rack as like a funnel, right? You have a bunch of people who are applying, a bunch of people who are sourced, the next layer less people who are doing initial interviews, that next layer even smaller, you know, kind of going towards, you know, hiring manager interview. So it's kind of like a funnel, similar to like a sales process. However, <laughs> if you know me, I don't necessarily like to think about recruiting as sales simply because I feel like it's more, let's just have a conversation and see if this makes sense versus me trying to sell or push a role onto someone else. But that's just me. Everyone is different. But the idea of a sales funnel, similar idea in the recruitment world, when you think about moving candidates through a process start to finish. Anyway, so what would be on your wish list of things if you had more time, more people, whatever it may be, more resources, so on and so forth? Number seven, what career growth opportunities can you explore? So this might be a time for you to be selfish and fully embrace it. <laughs> It is okay to put your career needs first. You have permission. You are worth it. I promise you that much. Okay, so you're in your job now. Where do you want to go in a year? Where do you want to go in five years? What's the 10-year goal, right? And how do you get from A to B, ultimately to get to A to Z, right? Are there things that you want to explore to help you take that next step in your career? And if so, 
have a conversation with your leadership team on how they can help you get there as well. Number eight, is there anyone in your organization that you would like to shadow or work with on a project? So maybe you are super interested in learning about, I don't know, how a customer success manager does their job, what the day-to-day looks like. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to shadow that person. Maybe there's a particular project that you would like to partner with marketing on. So let's use my example. We've been talking about the whole episode, right? Recruitment marketing. I really want to start a recruitment marketing social media plan. Is there someone on the social media team or marketing team, if your company is small enough, you don't have a dedicated social team. Is there someone you can partner with to kind of start building out that project plan? Number nine, is there any upcoming work that you can get a head start on? So sticking with what I know, recruiting. Sometimes there might be hiring initiatives, right? Like I don't necessarily know every job that's going to be coming available. However, I might know that in Q3, we need to hire 10 virtual nurses. So I might want to start sourcing at the end of Q1 and kind of get some of those people into different projects and folders and whatnot on LinkedIn, let's say, so I can get ahead of that big group of people we're going to have to hire for. Or if you're a technical recruiter, maybe you know three months from now, you're going to have a new project coming out and you need to hire 10 engineers. Engineering is not easy to hire for. Let's get a head start on that, right? Number 10, think about, is there anything that you want to learn? Is there any new skills you want to acquire? Is there any classes you've been looking to take? This might be a good time to explore that. You are worth investing time in remember that. Obviously, talk to your leadership team. And oftentimes, depending on your organization, you may even have an L&D or learning and development budget dedicated for you. Like I think the last two or three companies I worked for, I had anywhere between $250 and $1,000 a year that I could spend on my own development. And it was pretty loosely defined. So it could have been books, it could have been webinars, it could have been conferences, as long as it either helped with my direct job that I had or it would help build a new skill set that would allow me to explore a different role within the company. Not every company has that, granted. However, there are a lot that do. Number 11. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Organize. So if you have downtime at work, and if you've been here for a minute, you know I am an organizational lunatic, probably OCD. That's beside the point. So take some time. Organize things. It, whether it's your actual devices, work phone, your email, your desktop, your Slack, all of the files that people love to have on their desktop, which gives me the most anxiety when I see it. But that's, you know, besides the point. Maybe you go into a physical office and your desk looks like a mini tornado went through it. Take some time, organize, make things pretty. I promise you, the more organized you are, whether it's devices or physical space, the less cluttered your brain is going to be. Also think about, is there any process you want to improve? Maybe there's a certain thing that you do that causes a lot of electronic clutter. What's a better way to do whatever said process is so you don't have to keep cleaning things up, so to speak? Number 12 leads right into it. Is there any process that you can improve? Not necessarily with the goal to clean and organize, but maybe 
let's say in the recruiting process, right? It's, it feels kind of clunky when we want to move someone from the hiring manager interview stage into like a virtual video or in-person interview stage. So maybe there's something in that process and system in your ATS that you can change to make that process smoother and better. Maybe there's an email template you can create, something along those lines. And obviously take that for whatever role you have. But usually there are ways we can improve our day to day and how we go about, you know, SOPs and process and things like that. Downtime is a great way to utilize process improvement. 11, research and tools and resources. Every single day, it feels like there are new apps, new websites, new systems that people are coming out with. And sometimes they are not better. (laughs) Let's be honest. Sometimes they are. So keep on top of, you know, industry trends and different tools and resources. Maybe there's free stuff out there that you don't even know about. Recruitment, for example, I could just literally type in free recruitment resources. And I'm sure something is going to pop up that I've never heard of before. Number 14, declutter your inbox and your DMs for the love of Jesus. When I go out, let's say... I'm waiting in line for a coffee or because I haven't really been in office for like five years. So, <laughs> And I see people's emails and it's like 10,782. I'm, I'm sorry, man, sir. What? What? Why? What, what are you? Why? What are you trying to do to yourself? Fix it, please. For the sake of yourself and everyone like me who sees that and literally feels like physical nail on a chalkboard type of feeling, <laughs> please stop it. Just delete it. Unsubscribe. It's just, you know, you can do that. It's okay. Also DMs, Slack messages, you know, I don't know, whatever DMs system y'all use. The amount of times I have to follow up with people for direct messages is sometimes insane. I get people are busy, but if you have downtime, clean that up, follow up and find a way to, you know, close out those chats or mark things as unread if you haven't responded, but you just looked at it. Like find a way to clean up the DM situation, but also making sure that going forward, when you do get busy again, you're not leaving people hanging. Number 15, brainstorm and explore new ideas. I think probably one of the more fun things to do (laughs) when you have downtime is just exploring stuff that you didn't know that you could do. Or maybe it's like, oh, I heard this idea. I have no idea how it translates into my world, but let's do some research and some brainstorming and figure out how I can implement, you know, XYZ, whatever it might be. Number 16, get some movement in. Maybe you are sitting all day and you finally have some downtime and to breathe for a second and you can go for a walk, whatever it might be. Maybe do some yoga, whatever that is for you. Movement is important. So get some. And number 17, think about if the downtime you have is temporary or if there's a shift in business needs. And I say that because sometimes it might just be a typical ebb and flow, right? Maybe you filled a bunch of roles, next month, you're gonna have a bunch of new ones come in and you have a week of downtime, right in the recruiting world. However, maybe hiring is just slowing down. I don't say this to scare anyone, right? But it's just, it's a good idea to consistently be understanding what your business is doing. Because if business needs change, maybe then your role might turn into a hybrid, maybe you're going to be half recruiter, half a recruitment marketing person. Or maybe everyone is 
going down in workload and there could be a sign of layoff. Again, not to scare people, simply just thinking through, are the business needs changing or is this just a temporary, you know, pause or slowdown? All right. Hopefully that was helpful, valuable. If you have a topic you want me to cover, reach out. Let me know. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, listening to the show. Check out the website, stephdennis.com. It has all sorts of goodies, links to other podcasts. I have podcast directory in different categories. You can support the show, of course, by listening, sharing the podcast with a friend. You can do a monetary donation via PayPal, Cash App. All the links are in the description below. You can also subscribe to the show if you want to on Spotify. Um, And I'm looking for some different options on how to give some fun benefits for those people who are doing that via probably like some sort of like private community, maybe on Discord or something like that. More coming there. Of course, if you are enjoying the show, you can leave a review and or rating. You can find me on the socials, stephdennis13 on Instagram and TikTok, and then Instagram on Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing and so awesome. I hope you have a wonderful, lovely rest of your day. Bye-bye.